All right, everybody, we got the Grizz and Guru. We're back, and we're going to break down the AFC West right now. How are you doing there, Guru? I'm doing very well, Wes. How are you? Good, yeah. We're going to we're gonna get right to the AFC West in one second. Um, I just want to remind everyone out there that you can contact us at guruandwiz at gmail.com. Give us some thoughts, uh, your opinions, suggestions, ideas that you have, comments, critiques, all of it. We'll certainly try and, um, you know, get to as much of it as possible. We're very, very interested in what you think and what you want to hear. And we're going we're gonna to comply with that and uh, do the best we can to help you along the way. And you'll be helping us by giving us your, uh, your suggestions as well. Um, Let's get right to it. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Super Bowl winners, uh, amazing, unstoppable offense at times. And with their first pick, they decided to use it on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So give us the breakdown. Uh, that was the only offensive player they took in the draft at the skill position anyhow. Uh, so tell us what your outlook for the Kansas City Chiefs is this year. Well, the outlook for the Chiefs is certainly high. You know, you know my view on Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I, I think this player is a, will continue to evolve as a very special player. And I think the hope is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire will, will add to a dimension at running back, which will continue to propel this team moving forward. Uh, you know, you had mentioned pre-draft that, you know, Andy Reid could look for a toy and uh, a, a toy he has found. When you compare a player to Brian Westbrook, who is an elite running back out of Villanova, he turned that player into a real fantasy star. Uh, he thinks he's better than he thinks he could be better than Brian Westbrook. So I love that. That's music to my ears. So he adds to a backfield that has some good dynamism already. You know, Damian Williams has been a very successful player the last couple of seasons. Big time postseason production. A little bit injured last year. You know, you and I duked it out for Darwin Thompson, you know, before that McCoy trade last year. And he never really could find his footing. But he's still there. So, so three-headed monster, you know, they, they, this could be an interesting group of guys to watch. You know, their skill players are all back. Travis Kelsey, a beast of a tight end. Um, you know, the one guy I'm going to just mention, just because, you know, per touch, he was unbelievably exciting last year. And that's Mecole Hardman. Uh, you know, he didn't touch the ball a lot, but I think you want to look for some bigger things from him. He's not a big player, but he's a big play player. And I think we're going to see more from him in terms of production. And he'll probably be drafted too low. And I think he's a guy who could step up, maybe get a little bit more on the touchdown side. He had six last year, but maybe get up to eight touchdowns you know, and, 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 and maybe get that receiving number up to seven, 800 yards. That's a guy I'd be keeping my eye on for the upcoming season. Yeah, one thing I'm going to disagree slightly with you is about Hardman going to be drafted too low. I think any player in this football league that has 15, number 15 from the Chiefs throwing them the ball, is going to be kind of like not overlooked. Uh, McCall Hardman had some great plays on special teams, kick returns, um, all of that. Yeah, you can just watch him play just for a second and realize how electric he is. I think they'll, you know, they'll get him the ball uh, a little bit more often, certainly. But man, there are a lot of talented offensive players, and uh, you're going to see the Chiefs use Clyde Edwards-Helaire out of the backfield and and, and certain uh, schemes and systems that they're going to utilize his ability. He's like a, a an elite route running 
wide receiver playing uh, running back, and boy, he is going to fit perfectly into what the Chiefs want to do. He's very elusive as well. So I, I think that that Kansas City Chief machine is going to keep rolling, which is probably why some of these teams, which we've talked about in their division, did what they did on draft day. And let's get right to one of those teams, the Chargers. Um, Chargers have a, a new look this year. Uh, Phillip Rivers, their longtime quarterback, is now with the Colts. They have Tyra Taylor, but I think everyone kind of realizes it's just a matter of how many games before Justin Herbert takes over from Oregon. So have at it. Talk to us about the Chargers' outlook for the upcoming season. Well, I love the Charger roster overall. Their defense is better, um, even though they didn't perform well last year, but they had injuries, so they're good on that side of the ball. I do feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because he's in exactly the same situation that he was behind Baker Mayfield, so that situation still exists. Uh, as you mentioned, you know Herbert's going to be the heir apparent there at quarterback. It's a matter of when. You know They went out and drafted Josh Kelly from UCLA uh, and two receivers who both are going to vie for a potential to be the third receiver on this team, and that's Joe Reed from Virginia and K.J. Hill um, from Ohio State. You know The running back group here is going to be three guys. Uh, I think, I, I think uh, Eckler's role will kind of still be the same. You know, maybe a few carries. Like, let's let's go back to when Melvin Gordon was healthy. You know, Melvin Gordon was playing those early downs. I don't envision, you know, Eckler being like this every down player. I still see him being that effective guy, certainly on third down where he's basically a wide receiver. Um, you know, it remains to be seen if they can be, he can be used effectively with Phillip Rivers not at the quarterback and one of two new guys throwing him the ball. So, but I still like the player. But, you know, they'll use Justin Jackson still as well as Josh Kelly. So a good, a, good, a good running back contingent. They have a solid tight end in Hunter Henry. And if they can get solid quarterback play, you know, this team could still vie for, for, for a playoff spot in 2020. Yeah, I don't think Eckler has much to worry about. Number one, Tyra Taylor likes to throw the ball about six yards a pass, so he'll be good with that. Uh, Herbert, every time you got a, a rookie quarterback coming in there, they tend to be a little conservative at start. So I'm sure they're going to figure out ways to get Eckler the ball. Um, I think the running back situation is is very interesting to me because I know that they are high on Justin Jackson, and there's no way they're going to give up on a player that young with that much ability. Eckler, Eckler is just proven to be so dynamic and, and be so versatile. And uh, and Joshua Kelly is another one of these electric players from UCLA at running back who, you know, this is one of the most interesting backfields, running back situations to watch in the NFL this upcoming season to see how it plays out. Because they have three talented guys, and not only do they have three talented guys, they have three young talented guys. Very rare to see. Sometimes you usually see like a real veteran, young guy mix, and you could see like the veteran just holding on to that spot until the young guy's ready to take over. But man, you have three young guys, and they're all talented from a fantasy 
perspective, this is one situation to really look out for. And you can hit the jackpot if you get the right guy and he assumes uh, a lion's share of the carries in this offense. A wide receiver, I like Joe Reed from Virginia and K.J. Hill from Ohio State. I thought those were two good picks that the Chargers made in the kind of the back end of the draft to complement, uh, you know, the existing veterans that they have there at wide receiver, give them some depth at wide receiver. Uh, yeah, so I, I think the Chargers, who I know were your, what were they, your, your Super Bowl uh, winner prediction last year? Yes, they were. All right. Well, hopefully you'll, uh, you know, you'll, you'll focus a little bit more on that this year and see what you come up with. But uh, I got to be honest with you, I think the Chargers, as you mentioned, they're going to be uh, – Certainly competitive this year, and uh, you know we'll see how the quarterback situation plays out. But uh, yeah, I, I like everything, and uh, yeah, you know you mentioned um, Hunter Henry, and that's another good thing to have when you have young quarterbacks that are most likely going to get in there and be part of the you know the playing time. Herbert's certainly going to get in there, so having someone like Hunter Henry will, will help him as well. Um, and uh, let's move on to another team that really addressed skill position at the draft and that was the Denver Broncos uh, they took the polished Jerry Judy they followed that up with another wide receiver pick so tell us about the Broncos for this upcoming year so if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're sitting there watching what the Denver Broncos did in this draft for their quarterback who was a rookie last year and you've been sweating it out going crazy for the last 12 to 14 years as a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, it's the complete antithesis of what what Rodgers got. They really went out and said, you know what, we're going to get some weapons for him. And Jerry Judy fell to them at number 15, and most people did not expect him to last that long, but that's where he dropped to. K.J. Hamler from Penn State was an ex-pick uh, for a wide receiver. They went out and got a center in, in Lloyd Cushenberry to, to help out on the offensive line, and they go and draft the tight, the, the tight end who Locke paired with the year before, uh, Albert Agwood Bonham. Uh, so he'll join uh, Noah Font, who's really a pseudo tight end, you know, more of like a wide receiver in, in, a, in a tight end position. So this team is looking to fight fire with fire. You know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Locke gets handled this year. Last year, he had the hand injury, so he missed the distinct part of the season. He came back in about week 10 or 11. In those five games in which he started, only a 1,000 yards passing, uh, you know, fairly conservative. He had seven touchdowns, three picks. He did run for 100 yards in those five games. So, look, this is going to be an offense that's got to open up. They are solid on the defensive side of the ball. I'm excited what this team did overall. I think it'll be a better a better team. Cortland Sutton had already made a progression as a wide receiver last year. And, you know, the, the roster was really – looking for some some help at the receiver position. You know, hopefully Hamler performs better than you think he will. Uh, and they still have Tim Patrick there too. So I like what they've done here, and hopefully Locke can take that next step up to becoming a more mature quarterback. Well, so let's talk about the first thing they did. They kind of the, – the Gordon signing was interesting to me because that did two things. It kind of put Lindsey into a timeshare at best – and moved Roy Freeman to the bench for sure. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I hope they're going to figure out how to get both those running backs because they're, they're both, you know, talented and can do different things. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon's proven that he can not only run the ball, but he uh, is an elite receiver out of the backfield as well. And Lindsey is, is very dynamic, tough, tough runner. So, 
they're, they're going to be dynamic out of the backfield. Jerry Judy is such a polished receiver. Um, he's one of these guys that's talented, smart, clever, and he is going to be Locke's go-to guy on third down. He he just knows how to get open. And uh, when when Locke has those tough third down conversions, you're going to see him go to ball throw, throw it to Judy uh, early and often. You know, the, I don't. It's not that I dislike KJ Hamler as a player. I think he's talented. I just didn't like that spot for that player. I thought there were better receivers at that spot, and I thought if you're going to draft a player like that, you could have just waited a little bit longer, and they could have addressed some other needs. I think you see the Broncos play some uh, 12 personnel this year. I think I think Noah Fine was gaining a little bit of his confidence back as the season went on. He lost. You know, early in the season, um, so I think I think I think you'll see him and um, their pick from Missouri, uh, Aquabanum from uh, Drock's teammate in Missouri, who they took in the fourth round. I think they'll both be on the field at the same time. So I, I think the Broncos have decided that you know the option of, sta- of stopping Pat Mahomes is not a good one. The better option is to try and outscore the Chiefs. So I think that's what the thinking was going into this draft. And uh, they have some talented players. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see with that nucleus of, of Gordon and Lindsey in the backfield and Judy joining Sutton and a couple of good young tight ends, um, how, how potent that Denver offense is. And they're going to have to be potent to compete with Kansas City. Yeah, that's I think, for sure. And I, and I think to your point, what, what, what is interesting is, you know, all three of the teams that we've talked about thus far there's depth at the running back position so if one of those players were to go down you know Royce Freeman as a third back uh, you know we didn't even mention you know other guys you know in, in the back of these rotations but teams do realize that they need depth at the running back position and then we look at the three teams in this division uh, save the last team that we'll talk about um, you know there is depth at the running back position in this division yeah, there's no there 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 is there is no there is no question about that, uh, and that leaves the Las Vegas Raiders. So funny to say Las Vegas Raiders, but it is <laughs> that's what they are. They're the Las Vegas Raiders this year. Um, they <laughs> had an interesting draft, as far as I'm concerned. I think they drafted the right positions, but not the right players at those positions for the way their offense runs. We've talked about, you know, fits for what a team does. And um, I'm not sure Ruggs, who is the first wide receiver taken off the board, fits what the Raiders really want to do on offense. But uh, tell us about the Raiders, and then uh, I'll add uh, anything else after that. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, I think everybody had Ruggs going somewhere in the top three or four receivers. You know, he ended up being the first one off the board. I think that's the bigger surprise. But, you know, you listen a little bit more closely to the interviews that I've heard post-draft, particularly Mike Mayock. Look, Mike Mayock was with the NFL Network uh, for a long time, diligent preparation uh, for these NFL drafts. You know, a very hardworking guy. It's really interesting to hear him talk about the player. You know, uh, I know Gruden spoke about it with uh, when, when he spoke to Saban. Hardest working guy in practice. The guy was willing to do anything in practice, gunner, whatever it was. So, you know, what, what I think they feel is going to happen on with this offense is that Ruggs opens it up for other weapons. You know, particularly... Darren Waller, who had a monster season last year, and, and Josh Jacobs. You know, so 
they're expecting Ruggs to do a lot more up top. You know, what is interesting, I know we think of a little bit of a dink and dunk offense that the Raiders can be at times, Carr in particular, but this team was actually ranked fifth in yards per attempt last year. That was very surprising to me. So we'll see what happens and how it plays out, but I do love I love those players in Waller and Jacobs. You know, Jacobs was nicked up last year. He didn't catch the ball that much. He still had 1,150 yards in in his rookie season. He only had 20 catches. He basically missed three games. So that production was in a shorter amount of time. Josh Jacobs is going to be a beast if he stays on the field, you know, for a complete season. Uh, You know, so, and maybe their dimension on offense is going to be different. They did draft Lynn Bowden um, from Kentucky, who was a jack of all trades, playing quarterback, led Kentucky in every offensive category. They're expecting him to play running back on this team. So I'll let you comment a little bit more on that. I know we both like Brian Edwards from South Carolina. He will have a potential to add to two guys on this offense and and Ty Williams and, and Hunter Renfro, who I thought had a really good rookie year. So I like, I personally like what the Raiders did. I think Carl will stay, will, will stave off Mariota because Mariota was brought in, but I think it's going to be a fun time in Las Vegas personally. You like what the Raiders did. You like them taking rugs with the first overall. Uh, with the, did you like them taking rugs, and you think he should have been the first wide receiver. I don't. I, I don't think he should have been, but I think I know what they're trying to do, and I'm excited to see them put it to put it into play. Yeah, the, the, the issue I have is, yeah, I respect Mike Mayock and Gruden, but neither one of them are going to be throwing Henry Ruggs the ball. The problem is Derek Carr does not want to take chances. He lacks confidence with big throws. He feels he's one bad play away from getting benched. And the thought of opening up the offense for other plays, you want to, you don't want to take your, your the number 12 pick in a draft to be a decoy. So I was surprised they didn't go for one of the more polished players like CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, who fits that offense better, we'll have to see. Now, Ruggs brings a different dynamic. He can be used on those jet sweeps, and he certainly may want to do that. As far as Lynn Bowden, yeah, Kentucky's offense was inept, so him leading in a few different categories isn't the greatest thing. Yeah, he's a talented player, but... As far as like he's going to play running back, he's not going to take. I'd be shocked if he takes carries away from Josh Jacobs. They may use him and have some plays ready for him uh, and gadget plays, running the ball. He's okay. I thought he was taken a little bit early. I like Brian Edwards a lot. Uh, they had back-to-back picks in the third round, 80 and 81. They took Bowden Edwards. Edwards is a guy that I could see clear path for contribution uh, immediately. Um, so I, I like the pick. I think Ruggs is a fine player, and he's going to be a good player. I just don't love the fit within the system. I would have preferred, I would have taken one of the two more polished players. They do things that, that, that make the make them more presentable for a quarterback like Derek Carr. I don't know if he's going to make the big plays to Ruggs. We'll have to see how that goes. But some interesting picks. And look, you have to understand the, the, the mindset of the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. They, they're, they're, they're understanding. They're not stopping Kansas City. They need to try and outscore them. They've tried to do that. I'm not sure 
any of those teams have the quarterback play to match Kansas City, but they're certainly trying in terms of skill positions to match Kansas City. So yeah, it, that's it, about it, it for the Raiders. Anything else you wanted to add about yeah, the Raiders yeah. or the, uh, the division in general? The only thing I'd add on the Raiders, and I think we talked about the division in general, it's a fire with fire story, no question about it. But, you know, they brought in a veteran like Witten, so I think he, he'll be a leader on this team. Uh, I don't think he's going to be very productive. Um, they brought in another guy in Nelson Aguilar, who, again, has been up and down, so just receiving depth. I like Foster Moreau, too. He was a big presence around the goal line. I, th- I think he had five or six touchdowns last year. In fact, we were using a strategy where uh, Waller in one league, we were using him to back up Waller, and then unfortunately he got hurt. So there's just some interesting things on this offense. I, you got to root for the Raiders. We need to see the Raiders be a better team. That stadium looks awesome, and, you know, when, when we get fans in a stadium, it's going to be some destination in the NFL when people can get to Las Vegas to go watch the Raiders against whoever's team they're playing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, d- d- definitely true. Waller having Witten around is certainly going to help him, and uh, he he he's an outstanding talent. I'm just going to make one prediction. I think you gave as such as far as I'm concerned, an interesting analogy about how Aaron Rodgers looked at the Broncos draft and and thought to himself, "Wow, I wish you know the the Packers did something." So I'm going to go out and just make a wild prediction. If the Packers have a, der- a terrible season, which I think could happen, and Drew Locke steps, takes a step backwards, I think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos in 2021. Oh, but, uh, I love it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's, a, that's an early prediction from the Wiz. I'm going to go check DraftKings immediately after this to see if I can get some odds <laughs> on that. But, that's fantastic. Wait till I talk to my buddy Brian Gates about that. He's a big Broncos fan, so he'll be he'll be interesting to hear from him. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Great job, Guru, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys soon.